Now, it's the Columbia Check-In with Lieutenant Governor Pamela Evett on the Liz Callaway Show with Nick Summers on Talk 94.5. Good morning, Lieutenant Governor. You're back. You're safe and sound. That's a good thing. Yeah. Did you have fun? I did. I got to spend some time with my son down in the the West Coast Key area. So uh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Very good. Well, you were missed. We missed you. Thank Nick you. did a great job, though. <laughs> I know. He didn't get you kicked off the air or anything. <laughs> and so I, and I, job, I tried my darndest. <laughs> <laughs> so Give you, know, you an A for effort. I have to ask you a question because I don't know if you saw this, and, and Nick and I were talking about it super early this morning before we went on the air, but <laughs> Our Congress, uh, one of our Congress people here from um, South Carolina, Nancy Mace, um, she is really pushing for the legalization of marijuana. Have you caught wind of that or waft of it? (laughs) I I, I have. I have. Um, You know, I just think I just think we have to be really careful Mm -hmm. because states that have legalized it. are finding they have a lot of challenges because of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she, I'm just always leery when, we, when, we, when we're adding anything into the mix that's going to cause more chaos, right? Like, we have so much chaos in our world now as it is. Just to add one more thing, it, 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 and as a mom, let, let's talk about it as a mom. I mean, you know, it's just one more thing we have to worry about with our kids, how they're going to get it in their hands. But she has, I have caught wind of it. I just wish we would look at the issues that other states have, you know, because once they legalize, uh, you end up having even bigger workforce problems Mm -hmm. because now people start self-medicating. And I just, I just heard a a really great article, um, or I read a really great article. I'm not hearing it. Uh, I'm not hearing voices. Don't worry, guys. (laughs) But it, it, it basically said that when people try to self-medicate with with, with marijuana, it, marijuana is a depressant, and so they end up they're depressed, and they 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 take marijuana, they become now clinically depressed, and now they can't work. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. To, it seems to me that that just adds more to our workforce shortage problem, right? Because now we're creating other issues. An expense. And Sarah Gold, Sarah Goldsby, Liz, who is our head of Deotis, if you have never had her on, I would love to make that introduction because Sarah will tell you we have more people in treatment in South Carolina for addiction to marijuana than we do most other drugs. Really? I thought Isn't it was not addictive. I thought it was habitual but not <laughs> addicting. Um, and she will, <laughs> she'll tell you it's a gateway drug. Yeah. And that's another thing we always hear, that that's not true. But, you know, there is a website, um, Lieutenant Governor, called Marijuana Moment. And this website um, is all about the positive stories that are coming out of states and cities that have uh, legalized marijuana, what they're doing. Uh, You know, Arkansas has raised $23.5 million just on medical marijuana tax revenue. 
they talk about a lot of uh, the tax benefits, and that's what Nancy Mace was focusing on. Now the NCAA wants to recommend removing marijuana from its banned substances list for college athletes. So I think what's happening is the tide is really against us. So if you go on to marijuana moment, I mean, it's like the horse has left the barn. And uh, well, I, we're in trouble. Well, well Liz, I think, I think if you look at any website that's advocating or non-advocating for something, mm-hmm. it's very compelling, right? Oh, because yeah, they don't tell is. the other side. And so, you know, I have, there has been some research that has been done independently that, you know, yeah, if you talk about the amount of tax that has come from this, you would say, wow, look at all this money. Mm-hmm. But then you look at the negative side, right? How many, how many uh, other things have happened because of it? Law enforcement incidents, you know, um, the, the loss of workforce. You know, you can go on and on. And then you start to do a comparison, and it never yields exactly what they think yeah. it will. What it earns and what it yields is two different things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's like what's in your checking account and how much can you really write a check for? Mm-hmm. That it, it has the same effect. Yeah. And so I just think it has to be, you know, there, there needs to be something independently done where you look at both sides and you can compare both sides uh, and not just look at who's advocating or not advocating yeah. for somebody. Absolutely. I think th- the governor said it well last year, you know, he likes to, you know, here in South Carolina, we do stick with law enforcement and Chief Keel is completely against it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the governor is, you know, he's he would be willing to listen. You know, he said it on camera. He'd be willing to Especially listen. Especially for medical marijuana. There are a lot of people. On the medical side. You. Like, yeah. you know, like how, how, if we can regulate it, law enforcement kind of thinks, like you just said, a, a great phrase. Once you once you do it mm-hmm. um, for medical, the horse kind of gets out of yeah, the bar, yeah. and, and then it's really hard to control. So I, I just I wanted to also point out that um, Nancy Mace is spearheading this called the um, uh, well, da, 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 I forgot the name of it already. Smart because um, it's so dumb. Uh, Smart Act, and uh, she also uh, got on board. Three other Republicans, California Republican Tom McClintock, Matt Gates of Florida um, is also another one. And so I, I think this is pretty shocking <laughs> um, that that and I almost feel like Gates is doing this for Nancy Mace because she is in a purple district in South Carolina and um, she sided with him and the Democrats to vote out McCarthy. So it's almost like, I don't know, they've joined forces. So that's a little political (laughs) side note that I have noticed. But I I just wanted to get your take on that. Um, The other thing I wanted to uh, ask you about is... um, uh, there it, it is. A, what is it? Apprentice month, apprenticeship month, which is a big is. deal for us because we do a talk and trade segment here, which will be at nine oh five uh, with the Ori Georgetown Home Builders Association, and we talked a lot about apprenticeship. So um, tell us about that. So you know that has been my focus since I've taken office is trying to re-educate. It's not kids. You know, you and I, Liz, have talked about this in the past. These these initiatives are designed to really reach parents, to reach educators, to reach guidance counselors, to talk about the great career choices kids can make when they enter the trades. And we all know it. We've all experienced it. There's, you know, it, when it's 100 degrees at the beach 
and your air conditioning goes out, there's not a more welcoming sight than the HVAC guy pulling into your driveway, right? And we know there's a shortage. Um, and, and because of that shortage, it's a compounding problem. You know, there we have some really great trade schools starting in high school. Our technical colleges do a wonderful job help trying to turn them out. Um, but because there is such a shortage in the field, it's really hard now to get teachers, you know, so a lot of times we had this overflow where just physically you couldn't, you don't, you know, couldn't be crawling under houses anymore or climbing on roofs. And so you would go in and start teaching the next generation, but there's such a shortage in the field and they're making so much money that they're not coming in to teach. So thank you to our, to our, to our teachers, you know, who are leaving their careers and coming in to teach the next generation. But we have to let parents understand what great career choices these are. It used to be a four-year degree was all you could, you know, parents thought that was your way, right? That was your way to, for your children to be successful. It's not, it's not that way anymore. Coming out of our technical colleges, going into a trade, going into advanced manufacturing, these people are making more money than our kids that are coming out of four-year colleges with a four-year degree. Well, we talk about that all the time and about all the different programs that are out there that businesses um, can join into and be on the beneficial end of of having an apprenticeship within their company. And um, it's, you know, it's really being uh, proactive in growing the industry in general, the trades industry, and it's, it's really going to take all hands uh, to do that. Um, Lieutenant Governor, before we run out of time, I wanted to also ask you, uh, you had some news about Chef Richard? Well, I know, he, I know he's a fan favorite, right? Oh, yeah. So I was, so, uh, you know, Don, our friend Don introduced me to Chef Richard, and Nick and I uh, Chef Richard heard us talking when, when, when you, you know, skipped up and went up to New York to probably <laughs> yeah. do some good shopping. Uh, no, no, Lute- Lieutenant Governor, she was on assignment. Oh, she was on assignment shopping. That's what I always tell David too. When I go somewhere good to shop, I'm on assignment. <laughs> I'm on helping the economy, but, um, so got, got to know him. And I told you guys a, a week ago, my mom turned 95. So we had a big surprise birthday party for her down at the beach. And I asked Chef Richard if he could cook because with 22 people, the last thing you want to do is try to go out to eat. Mm. And I'm telling anybody who's looking for an amazing chef, Chef Richard was amazing. My family is still talking about what a great guy he was. Oh, wow. His That's food awesome. was delicious. So, I mean, this is not not a paid endorsement. Let me say that just from the heart. <laughs> what a wonderful guy. So. Yeah, and he really doesn't do catering. What he does is private chef experiences with a small right. group. Yeah, he doesn't do he, catering. He's not a caterer. He made an exception. He made an yes. exception for me. But if his it was kind of an experience because I think uh, from everyone from Jackson, my 16-year-old, uh, to my brother who lives out at the beach, um, and is retired, everybody loved him. And they were it's been enchanted by his stories and wowed by his food. And um, it, w- it was a great experience. So just want to tell, just want to say thank you to him so much. I know he listens to your show every morning and mm-hmm. the whole family is still raving about now, him. I don't know if he's listening today because he's off to San Antonio. He's doing a cooking class uh, tomorrow for the Wounded Warrior Project. 
So oh, I don't know amazing. how he's hooked up with that. We can't wait to hear that story. So, um, but I did see that latest post on his uh, website. So that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. What a great, we have such talent down at the beach, right? I mean, it's just amazing. All the people that have moved down here and, you know, when people get afraid, like, oh, we have so many people moving in from everywhere else. Mm -hmm. We don't have to look too far. Chef Richard escaped California to come here, right? And what a (laughs) great addition. (laughs) That's right. What a great. What a great conservative addition he has been to yeah, our state. Absolutely. Uh, one more thing I wanted to add. Uh, you had some uh, kind of event or um, a coalition between coaches uh, to yes. prevent overdoses of fentanyl. What's that about? Liz, this is a, n- a new nationwide program. It's being rolled out. Um, uh, a prior uh, NFL player lost his son to fentanyl and now is oh. raising his grandchildren. and put together um, this initiative, rolled it out statewide. I was so happy to be a part of it called Coaches Versus Overdoses. And I was at at the Myrtle Beach, North Myrtle Beach game, high school game, uh, flipping the coin. Uh, Congratulations to Myrtle Beach uh, for that win. But it was, it's so that coaches can now really get to their kids. And they have a playbook and information to share so that we really got to educate our kids with fentanyl pouring across our southern borders. Uh, Our law enforcement is confiscating it at record amounts. This stuff is getting on the streets. Don't be fooled that you live in a nice neighborhood in a great place, that this stuff isn't around schools. The amount of fentanyl overdosing in the last year has gone up 182%. Hmm. affecting kids as as young as 10 years old. Hmm. So um, the the pills that are coming across look more real. And Liz, I'm going to send you their playbook and maybe you can share some of that uh, for parents because the, the pills that are coming across the border look real and they, they, they show some yeah. comparisons. Our parents need to be educated right? They need to keep talking to their kids. That's what this initiative is all about, is keeping the conversation going, making sure parents are equipped, making sure kids understand the risk. It's the only way we're going to keep our kids safe, right? So uh, I know that, you know, we're all parents, Liz, you know, your kids hate, you know, when we, when we preach and preach and preach, but it does eventually sink in. And we know that, you know, because of our older kids, they, they are listening they may be fighting it, but this could save their lives. Yeah, absolutely. And we hear so many horror stories about they never took anything ever until that one Adderall or one whatever. And uh, exactly. to stay up all night to cram for a test. And uh, it's a terribly deadly mistake. And, you know, uh, they are lacing marijuana with it. And a lot of people poo-pooed it. And it has been now um, very commonplace to know that you could get marijuana laced with fentanyl, let alone dollar bills and rugs in your hotel room, among other things. We've been hearing horror stories all around. Oh, you're absolutely right. And, you know, when I was in Germany, uh, and it's something that we're experiencing here in the U.S., in prison. So, you know, sending a letter to an inmate, uh, they're actually spraying um, drugs on letters. Wow. And once the prisoners get it, they eat it, they ingest it, they do whatever they need to do with it. And, you know, our 
are basically, you know, losing their mind. Wow. And and so it's something we're facing in prisons now, too. I mean, that's why I'm saying I, I understand the and, and would love to figure out a way to help people who are suffering at the end of their lives with horrible illnesses. But to add one more thing to the mix for our law enforcement to deal with mm-hmm. is almost overwhelming. Yeah. Lieutenant Governor Pamela Evett, thank you so much for joining us uh, this week. We'll talk to you again next week. Well, I'm glad it's warming up at the beach. It's freezing up here in the upstate, so I can't wait to get back down there. But I hope everybody has a wonderful weekend. And I hope your toy drive is so successful. We're getting into that part of the year where we should all dig a little deeper. Because of Bidenomics being so wildly Mm. successful, (laughs) everybody will be hurting this Christmas, especially kids. So if you... If you can if you can do something to make a child happy on Christmas morning, please try to do that. Thank you. Appreciate that. And uh, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next Thanks, time. Thanks guys. Have a wonderful weekend.